Welcome to Brain Noodles. This is a podcast where me and some of my colleagues and friends sit around and talk about the different things that are going on in our lives and the different ideas that are noodling around in our heads. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Mank Canal. I'm the co-founder of Geeks Like Us, DM for Clinical Role. And I do a lot of other things along with private practice and this podcast and psychology at the table and consulting and teaching. It's I do stuff. I'm tired most of the time. <laughs> I am joined today. We have a full cast today, which we have not had in a very long time. So I'm really, really excited. So um, let's go with one of the people we haven't heard from in a while to introduce themselves, uh, Dr. Kelly Dunlap. Hey, it's me. I'm back. I'm so excited, you guys. I promised I was away for a good reason. I was running a D&D therapy group. So today was our last session. So, but I, I'm excited to be back with my, my noodle family. Um, but yeah, so Dr. Kelly Dunlap, psychologist, game designer, professor thing, and very excited to be back. I missed you guys so much. I liked it. was was fun listening to the episodes though, because I didn't know what was coming. And then I would just like commentate as if I was there. <laughs> um, you know, while I was listening. So it's good to see all your, it's good to see all your faces. Oh, that's wonderful. And how about, in my view, we'll go next to Sarah. Hello, I am Dr. Sarah Sawyer. I am um, a therapist, teletherapist currently for the Seattle, Washington area. I also am a clinical contributor for Take This and the vice president of Queer Women of Esports. And I'm also tired, <laughs> but I'm not even doing half of the things you're doing, Megan. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh, I'll go. Pop it up to Rachel. I am Dr. Rachel Cowart. I am a research psychologist and the research director of Take This. Um, 2020 is half over, so I come with good news today. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah! And then last but not least, Amelia. I'm Amelia Herbst. I am the community manager of Geeks Like Us and the producer and audio editor for Brain Noodles. I am also a psychotherapist and a clinical psychology doctoral student. Soon to be intern. So soon to be mm-hmm. intern. Very soon to be intern. She's exciting. Yay. Yay. So welcome back, everyone. Uh, so I'm going to ask the loaded question of this year. How's everyone doing? <laughs> you could see the facial expressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they always said that it's 2020. Oh, yay. Everybody's rolling that 20s all year. Well, there's only one person rolling that 20s this year, and it is, it is the DM. So. <laughs> it, there's a subreddit call that's a R outside, which is posts that pretend like real life is a video game. And it talks about like, what are the devs thinking with this latest patch and this update? And uh, it, it's been a real treat to dive into that subreddit this year. And uh, apparently they're really into survival horror. Really hot yeah. right now. Post-apocalyptic survival horror. I'm waiting Super for the zombies. It. Yeah. You're into I'm not into it. I'm uh I want life to be a little more like Animal Crossing. Take a drink. That would be great. Animal Crossing. <laughs> that would be nice. I mean it could be if you had an island and endless resources and time. You know, I did just see a piece of land for sale close to me. It's on like a lake and it's got trees and I was like, mm, mm-hmm. that would be nice. That would be nice. It'll cost you a little bit more than a couple bells to move those around. Though. I mean, less bells than it costs for your basement. Less. Bells. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Three point five mil is a bit steep. A bit, a bit out of my range. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a basement in Animal Crossing yet. I, yet. I don't have a basement either. I, in Animal I Crossing. still don't have fine. Animal Crossing. <laughs> I. Oh, I will say. You're probably better for it. That. My daughter has the, just got the basement, but she hasn't paid it off. And we do, we pay for everything in her house, obviously. Um, and she's five. And I told her, I was like, you need to spend some of your bills and pay off your basement. And she's like, why? I already have it. He already built it. And I was like, just got a point. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's kind of the same approach as many people take to student loans. Like, well, I'm going to be paying until I die. Why would I make more than the minimum payment? There you go. Yeah. She's wise mm-hmm. beyond her years, I suppose. <laughs> They're just around. Well, actually, I'm going on like, 40. <laughs> large amounts of, we just bought our house. So that's Wait, exciting. In real life. That is yeah. exciting. In real Yay! life. Yes. <clears throat> the house we've been renting, we're actually getting to call our own now. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. Hooray, hooray. So, hey, look at all this good it, news. 
Yeah. So it's good. I, the thing I'm liking about this is I don't have to move. Yes. The best. Yeah. The Yay. best. Because having been in the military awesome. and um, with just my life, I've moved over 20 times, I think. So I'm, I'm really over it. <laughs> Just, I want to be stay. I want to stay put for a while. I bet you're really no. good at it, though. No, I it oh. has not improved. Um, <laughs> I think were I to have the same amount of things as I did when I was like in college, I'd be awesome at it. But becoming an adult and having all of the things, it's like, mm. and then you don't want to get rid of the things because they have sentimental value. But then where do you put the things? And, and then it's, child it's, protective services comes after you when you try to ditch mm-hmm. it. Like it just. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes. Other <laughs> stuff in the house. Not. I, I, a comedian summed up uh, moving very, very well. It's like the first, you know, few boxes you pack, you do an excellent job. Like you take each glass out, you wrap it up in paper, you put them all in a box and you label it glass. And then when you get about six or seven boxes into it, you start throwing in like, the trash, some a couple of plates, that random magazine on the table, and your cat, and you tape it shut, and you say, crap, I don't need. Yep. Yeah. Sounds about Can't confirm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, congrats again. That's awesome. Yeah, you have a thank house. you. Yeah. All your own. So exciting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So how, like, are you all playing any new games? I know Animal Crossing among everybody else is big. I just, I mean, I started like two weeks ago in Animal Crossing, and I've already had KK Slider come to my island, and now I feel like Woo! adrift because I have no purpose. Um, there's not anything lined out for me. There is no like achievement deck. There is no direction, and so I'm just kind of sitting on my island, like, well, what do I do now? And it's you, been a little bit distressing. Kelly, you've got a basement. But I can't afford <laughs> it. I Three ideas for off- you right now. Yeah, I know. I haven't paid off my second room. Then you have goals. You do, and you haven't figured out all the recipes yet. You haven't collected your ideal village of villagers. You have to go That's find grinding. more new meat. New. You gotta go get this grinding, and you have the achievements. There's literally achievements. The but the, I go to Tom Nook, and he's like, I don't know. Do nope. you? And I'm like, but I, I don't. I. Um, but your cell phone. I was in school the, for so the... long. The stamps. <laughs> she needs a syllabus. Can we? Well, I'll, we'll make you an Animal Crossing syllabus. Okay. Yeah, fill in uh, your I museum or quest line. I do. Museum. My museum's great, actually. Yeah. I am like a fishing goddess. So <laughs> you like are just, you just are? The That's other day, not a joke. I got a hammerhead. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I've got a couple whale sharks. I've got a couple great white sharks. I've got the arapaima. I've got like the other lungfish. I'm really good at catching. And she fish. says she has nothing to do. Uh, but I. Like I've caught a lot of fish and now they're just little ones I don't care about. So I'm, I'm having a hard time, but yes, I'm finally on the animal crossing train. Um, my son really enjoys it. It's a little scary because he's almost four and he'll pick it up and I'll, I'll come back an hour later. I'm like, you had the switch. Yeah, mommy. I played animal crossing. Look at all the stuff I made. <laughs> yep. You, you did. You, I didn't know I needed 10 crafting tables, but. There you go. Yes, I, I do. Well, that's all there about more... my t- Yeah, well, my youngest two play Super Smash on my Switch. That's good. That's good though. They're not they're not destroying turnips. No, no, they're they're destroying each other. Well, Ooh. actually they do dance moves. Like the last time I watched them play, they they both were playing Daisy and they were syncing up Daisy doing her signature move together. Oh, that's so that's cute. cute. That's adorable. <laughs> So along with the Switch, I also got uh, Just Dance because again, my little one saw it and thought it was really cool. I downloaded the demo and he really liked it. Um, but then he saw, kept getting mad because I kept beating him. Like, No, I, okay. So as an expert at losing when playing my five-year-old at Just Dance, what you do <laughs> is you put the remote just in your back pocket and you don't hold it in your hand. And then you still no, might win sometimes. You, you crush them. No. They learn and you crush no. them. So we, so my daughter tries so hard and then she's devastated when she loses. Well, my little booger's vindictive. <laughs> he, he might be a little bit competitive. I have no idea. From. No I idea. Completely blind. Must be his. Not father. from you. Yeah. Um, 
because when we were playing and I kept getting like five star rainbow, five star rainbow, I'm like, mm-hmm, mama's good. Um, like there's videos of me doing um, uh, dance central from like packs, like on the stages and getting like perfects. I love, I love it. And he's like, mommy, I don't want you to play anymore. I go, okay, that's fine. I can sit back. You can do your thing. I, whatever you do, you kid. And then halfway through the song, okay, mommy, you can play now. Okay. So I get up and I'm like, well, maybe he just changed his mind. And then he won, of course. And he's like, mommy, I got more stars than you. <laughs> okay. All right. And so nice. uh, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this is just exp- whatever. Like I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then he's like, okay, mommy, I want to do another song. Okay. We did like the happy birthday song or whatever. And he's like, no, no, mommy, just me. It's like, okay, well just know that if you don't want mommy to play, that's fine but it's not okay to have mommy play halfway through and then make fun of mommy when you have more stars than she does. No, mommy, no. I'm like, okay. So I sit down and he starts playing halfway through. Mommy, can you play with me, please? And so I'm like, I'm gonna show you. And I get in there and I'm like, <laughs> working and I'm trying and I almost catch up to him. I'm like, it's really, really close. Um, and then of course he comes out, mommy, I got rainbows and you didn't. And I'm like, oh. I went upstairs, I looked at my husband and said, you know what? I deserve mother of the year because the child is still alive. And this is just what happened. <laughs> oh, should I go check out? I'm like, no, no, he's fine. He's fine. I just need to go away for a while. <laughs> so that's how things are going here. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that kid, that kid. But, and I, I feel like I just keep talking because it's been so long since I've seen you guys and I'm yeah, so excited we to see, see your faces. <laughs> um, I'm also playing Alan Wake. So it's an old 360 game. A friend of mine was like, hey, it's got tons of mental health representation in it. And you haven't played it? No. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do it. Neglected to tell me that it's a horror game. <laughs> that was a surprise. But now you're playing it, so you have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm into chapter five. So I think I'm, or six, like I'm going into the last end and I'm, now I'm interested, now I'm hooked. Um, and so I've been streaming it. And I have actually like involuntarily cried on stream because there was a jump scare so bad that I just like actually started crying. It was great. Uh, people seem to enjoy it. So, you know, that's my part for helping morale as we go forward is uh, crying. And now I have great ideas for us. Great ideas for take this in terms of our Halloween fundraisers. Oh, oh, boy. Watch Kelly. oh, boy. oh no, 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 not just me. Can I be not in the side me? room that we usher people where we explain the biological functionality of adrenal responses to fear? Yeah. So I feel like Sarah can run it because Sarah likes horror games and it makes sense. And then just games. put Rachel and B and me and have us go through like something that has a three person or maybe we just play Slenderman or something. And oh we'll, my we'll just God. die. We'll just we die. would have it's to fine. raise an exorbitant amount of money. If you want me on board with that, because no, no, see, so you're, you're misunderstanding. It's not a no, goal. It's no. we do it oh to God. raise money. I'm not on board with this. And see, I'm gonna get <laughs> Amelia to help me design the room. Yeah. And son of a yes, yes. <laughs> One of us it. is wearing our we take shirt. Take this shirt, pride today. I'm just saying. I don't have a take wow. this shirt. Okay. It was also I the was person who didn't mention that they work with take, take this, this shirt. so it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Star Wars. I have two. Megan's a Star Wars shirt. I have Star Wars on. <laughs> so I'm going to shut up now because I've been talking a lot. So what have you um, guys been playing? I have not been playing anything besides Animal Crossing, but I am in the process of developing my first game with Dr. Kelly Dunlap. Oh, that's me. Yay! Yeah. It's called Penny's Adventures, and it's based off of the pug in um, Pragmatic Princess. In the first chapter, Ava has a pug. She's not named in the book, but... Um, her name is Penny, and she has an offshoot game uh, coming soon. So that's fun. Woohoo! That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nice. So I'm making but, games too. Yes. <laughs> play In all your them. spare time. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I've got I've got Penny on the burner, waiting for art to come in. I'm working on Ellie Beagle Therapy Dog. I've actually made quite a bit of progress on that one. And then I started making a game about an astronaut named after my son because he told me this really amazing story about how he was an astronaut and he went to space and he took his mommy and daddy and his pets and they went to the moon, but then he accidentally fell off the moon and he floated all the way to Pluto. And on Pluto, he fell into a hole and the hole was guarded by lasers that if they hit you, it turned into a meteor and blew you into the sun. But thankfully he had laser jelly and that allowed him to stop the laser so mommy and daddy could rescue him. And then they all went home and he rode home on his bike. That's amazing. Wow. So I'm making that into a, a narrative adventure game because you know, 
spare time. Um, I'm playing Bloodborne. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> and in a completely different area. Yeah, completely different realm. <laughs> well, horror games. I mean, I, I swore I was never going to play Bloodborne, not because it's scary, but because it's part of the whole Dark Souls thing and watching. Thinking hard, um, man. It's so hard. Just watching Sarah and the 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 other two friends on Thuppence like grind through Dark Souls and then watching Bloodborne being played. I'm like, I'm never going to play this game. It's way too hard. And then suddenly there's this idea where it's like, what if you played Bloodborne because your visceral reactions will come out verbally? So I think the geeks like us Twitch has heard the F word in more in <laughs> one stream that it probably has the entire time any streams have been on it. All because of me playing. That's Bloodborne. amazing. So oh, and we are awesome. so proud of this. I'm F word. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, thank like, you. Like <laughs> One of the things we brought up. Freud? Or... Yes. Okay. Because oh. I was there last night for, for D&D Adventures. Fun. Yes, fun. Yes. And the <laughs> amount of things that went on in that stream last night, I do declare I was not expecting from such oh. highbrow colleagues of mine. Oh. Well, if you watch tonight, I'm on again tonight doing Bloodborne. <laughs> And you will, you will probably many, be many curses very and swears. sad. Uh, and yes. where can we, where can we tune in? Twitch.tv slash geeks like us. And that's geeks with two threes. Because the other spelling was taken. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, what I've been fun. playing though, is I've been playing the Steam Summer Sale. Oh, fun. Which is opening <laughs> Steam and looking at all the games and going, ooh, that one's only like two bucks. Like Portal 2 is $2 right now. Oh, it's shiny. So yeah. It's and so and like all these other games. I'm like, ooh, this was this. <laughs> it's bad. Um, I did the uh it, uh itch.io um bundle that Itch.io? helps support oh. itch.io, yeah. I don't yeah. know how yeah, itch.io. Okay, so I did that. So I've got like a thousand games from that. And then I did another humble bundle because I'm a glutton for punishment and having my Steam library full as well. Um but I also, like, I was really trying to give Idle Champions a shot. Um, and I've come to the conclusion it's a terrible game. It's awful. And I probably will never open it again. <laughs> it's like Strong clicker hero feelings. game. And it's just, it, there's like no way to, it, they just make it so hard on certain levels that you have to pay money to win. And like, I don't want to pay money. I'm fine with buying stuff in games that I really like. Like there's a frog breeding game that I play on my mobile that I've played. I've paid, I pay for stuff occasionally just because I think it's an awesome game. The community around it's really cool. A um, frog mating game? Mm-hmm. Okay, just it's, make sure. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's this really cute game. It's called um, Pocket Frogs. And there you have, I'm going to hold up a picture to the camera here. Like give these little froggies. And they have a primary color and a secondary color, and you breed them to get all kinds of different colors, and you try to get them all. I have 16% of all the frogs possible in the game, and I've been playing it since 2011. Okay. Wow. That is a long-term... That is dedication. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I like that game. I'll play that one. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I've actually, I've been playing... um, tabletop simulator with some friends we've been doing virtual game night which has been a lot of fun um so we've been playing dungeon mayhem a lot that if you have not played that game i I highly recommend it it's ridiculous and fun really good that just reminded me of another game i'm playing (laughs) (laughs) every and so in addition to my weekly D &D game where my character is a badass i'm so excited to, to see where she goes um but besides that uh, every weekend, friends and I have been getting on over Zoom and um, doing those Hunt a Killer boxes. So, like the it's a subscription. Hunt a Killer is a f- subscription service, or once a month they send you a box, and each one's like kind of like a murder mystery type of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of those. Okay, and it's so much fun. So it's I mean it's it's a little difficult because we're not in the same space. But one of our friends who gets the boxes, he scans everything in, and then we like we've caught murderers we've saved alien races we're currently trying to save an ai like it's a lot of fun um 
in terms of like non-digital. I've always been so interested in those every time I've seen the ads for it. Clearly the ads are targeted at me (laughs) since I keep seeing them. Um, (laughs) The target audience. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So that's good to know that somebody I know has played them and you like it because that might be something I invest in at some point. Well, if you want, if you want any tips, there are some that are, they're like, they're like Hunt a Killer, the org, and they have different branches. So there's like the Earthbound Protocol. There is um, a couple different ones. Some of them I'm like, eh, but there's a couple that are like, oh, that was really good. I felt so proud. There was one box where the clue was hidden in like a five page list of psychiatric medications. And Whoa. I solved it in like five seconds because I knew the one that didn't belong it was supposed to take like an hour to like go and cross check. And I'm like, Oh no, no, that's it. Mm-mm. You would, if you had, a, you would not be taking that. No, no. I was like, this is my moment. I can't win at jeopardy, but I can help with solving hunting. The killer. Awesome. Those things cool. always make me think of that episode of the office where Michael's trying to lift morale for everybody by there's been a murder. Yes. <laughs> Murders will continue until morale improves. <laughs> God. How about you, Sarah? What have you been playing? So I have had a bit of a shakeup in my life. And so I came to Minnesota to be close to family. And so I am in a quarantine apartment and I have access to my Xbox and PlayStation and everything, but getting set up and settled has taken some time. So I haven't been playing too much in the last week. Um, I am very regretful to say I haven't touched my Animal Crossing in a week and I missed the bug tournament and I might have to time travel. Because I have finished my house and paid it off, and so I don't need turnips anymore because money's nothing anymore. Now it's just the achievements and the and the villagers and Nook Mile tickets are the real the real thing, man. So it's just achievements. So um, time travel is then allowed, other than figuring out my villagers and slow I'm slowly chipping at that. But I started playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh, that was what I was looking at on the Steam sale. <laughs> It's really hard on the right, like, so I have this policy for myself. Whenever I start a new game and it's like easy, regular, or hard, or whatever, I always go with the, with the like, normal level difficulty for the game, and I want to beat it at the normal level, and then I can do whatever else. If I'm playing a game with a client, if I'm trying to show showcase something, I'll play it on easy. But I always have this self-policy to start it on the main, the regular difficulty. And it even says on this game, like, the way Ori was meant to be played. So I was like, heck yeah. It is really hard. And I'm, like, just on the first level, and I've chipped at it for, like, five hours, and I'm, like, haven't even explored the map all that much, just trying to get the combat and the timing. It is, like, it is, like, the undergraduate version of Dark Souls if Dark Souls were a graduate course. Like, you have wow. to time it, but it's a platformer, so it's... A little Did you play better the original. Not... I don't know. Oh, because uh, Ori Will of the Wisps is the uh, is the second one in the series. Ori in the Blind Forest oh. is Mm-mm. the first one, and yeah, that one it reminds it was... me a lot of Celeste in that like mm-hmm. it's about timing and it's about precision and it's yeah. Yep, which is not my forte, but I'm taking I'm using it as an opportunity to just like challenge my brain and focus in on something and get a mental break. So that's good. So it's a, yeah. it's a beautiful game. The sound effects are really nice. So I've been enjoying it so far, but it is one of those, like, I'm going to put it down and play Animal Crossing now. Thanks. Bye. Like yeah. that or f- <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Fortnite and trying really hard because QWE is going to be doing a Fortnite competition coming up and I'm going to lose. <sighs> it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not an esports athlete. I am just there to participate and be stoked about it and try my best and get real sweaty. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we will jump into our main topic of this week. So we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Jonathan Anslow. You can catch me on Retronathan Fridays at 430, where I'll be playing various indie games that feature a retro aesthetic. Come reminisce with me about a time when chiptune and pixel art ruled. And we're back. And so this week's topic is sort of a fun one because this was inspired by a tweet that Dr. Rachel uh, put out of when is the right time to show your kid the book or the movie, The NeverEnding Story? And uh, it started an interesting discussion of the shows a lot of us grew up with and the movies a lot of us grew up with and then like 
thinking about showing them to our kids now and uh actually on uh last night's stream of clinical role we we got way off topic and did about a half hour dive talking about uh, old movies and shows that were traumatizing to us and um nightmare infusing but also like what i found interesting was even though we were talking about how like um return to oz and through the looking glass and the never-ending story and all and secret of nim were all scary but we also loved them as kids and so i thought that was something that's really interesting and so just kind of open it up of like what were some of the movies or shows that you all loved as kids that you kind of think about now and you're like mm, why was that marketed to kids <laughs> never-ending story <laughs> you know that was a really popular i piece. yeah people have strong opinions about the never-ending story you know how far apart are your kids how many years rage uh three two and a half okay because when i was three my brother was seven and my mom had us watching the never-ending story as i'm sure we're gonna mention many times over that our parents or our guardians have had us watching these programs at whatever age. And uh, one day, for decades, this story was hung over my head. But one day I'm in the bathtub on my belly in about a half inch of water and my mom had just stepped out to grab something right around the door and she came back and I leaned my head up and I go, get out of my life. I'm three, okay? And my mom is heartbroken. And I get this story for decades. And then I'm nannying one day and I introduce the kids to this movie because they're all like 12, 10, somewhere in there. And we're watching and the big turtle in the swamp lifts its head up and is talking. And then at the end when she's trying to say like, GTFO, man, it's time. She says, get out of my life. So I'm playing the turtle and I didn't figure this out until I was 27. Oh and I'm gosh. like being chastised for this for years. And then I go home and I'm like, mom, the next time I'm visiting, guess what I figured out? <laughs> it wasn't wow. you. I didn't hate you as a three-year-old. It was just the never-ending oh story. Oh my gosh. I bet your mom was relieved to hear that story. <laughs> oh, we laugh about it a lot now. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I remember as a kid and I probably was six or seven and being at a summer camp and it was a rainy day so we couldn't play outside so they put in the never-ending story and just trying to hold it together as the big wolf scene is there and burying its fangs and goes and attacks atreyu as it was scary <laughs> i've never seen never-ending story so oh all you guys are all talking about how traumatizing it was. I feel like it's also like really it's okay. good though. You need to watch it. It's a really it's a classic. Yeah. The thing is, like, I remember the I remember the horse and the mud. Everyone remembers that because that's very traumatic. I had totally blocked out. That's the most traumatizing bit. Yeah, to me. the horse is really sad. Mm -hmm. I had totally blocked out the wolf. A horse drowns in the mud. Okay, he brings the horse in trying to go on an adventure, and the horse dies. Better she knows. Like, yeah, that just means I won't watch it. Like no, it's fine. It saved um, me some trouble. But I, <laughs> you should watch it. But my husband was you most should. concerned <laughs> about Falcor and like the bad animatronic. Oh. But when I was a kid, the thing that was scary that no one in the tweet thread has mentioned and no one here has mentioned, am I the only one that found it scary, was when the gates opened their eyes. That was, I was terrifying. I was so scared too. of the gates opening mm -hmm. their eyes. I was cool at the gates, not cool at the horse drowning. Not cool the with, wolf, but the, and the turtle <laughs> Falcor, well, like, a big comforting. Like, no, I apparently very much identified with the turtle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'll say, like, as a grown up, the the thing that is a little bit more heartbreaking is at the end. Um, spoilers for a movie that came out in the eighties of <laughs> the the rock guy talking about how his hands seem like they're big, strong hands and how they couldn't hold on to everything that he held dear and like. Just oh, that it—it's a big punch in the feels. Yeah, that movie is a big punch in the feels. To be honest, mm -hmm. why would you show this to children? It's a children's movie—that's the point. That's the theme of the week. It doesn't. Yeah, sound like, like it. Well, but like it's—it's. It's, it's, go ahead, Sarah. Sorry. <laughs> it's got good lessons in there, like opening up to other people about how you're feeling and when things are hard, and asking for help, and 
defending things that are good and going on journeys and just because they're hard or things happen along the way, it doesn't mean you give up. And when you're bullied, it's not okay because all of this is in a book that the kid reads and he steals when he's getting bullied and he gets chased and then Falcor saves him, which is why Falcor is not scary. And like, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful story. It's just really weird. And a lot of sad things happen. But so is Finding Nemo if you break it down. So... I mean, Daniel Tiger teaches very similar lessons, but there are no horses that drown in in Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. Yeah, but that's not real life. In real life, some horses get stuck in the mud. (laughs) In real life, giant (laughs) animatronic thingies come... Thingies, he's a dragon, and he's pink, and he's awesome. He's a a dragon dog, and he looks like a Havanese. Falcor's pretty cool. Doesn't it have white fur? Is it pink? pink? Yeah, his wife... It's white it's fur, white. but he has the scales on his back are pinkish. Yeah. How do you know, yeah. Kelly? You oh, haven't seen iridescent. the movie. <laughs> no, but I've seen the still images of his face, and I've seen the still images of the horse in the mud, which yeah. is why I know I don't want to watch this movie. Okay, I got it. It's like Look, a meme, you guys. I'm pulling up a picture of Fal- he is scary looking. Okay, friends, Google Falcor. Oh, he looks so like, sweet. No, he it looks like yeah. a furry job of the hut. Like <laughs> he has a little. He's skinny and long. He's like a Chinese it's a dragon, little weird but looking. more <laughs> I think my just yes, a little unsettling. Little okay, that one looks like an ultrasound. Like <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> like the well, baby the, ultrasounds. Yeah, it, like, like the, my, the yeah. real life baby ones where you see their little faces and their hands. I'll go. Stuff, I'll go like, pull a picture of my son's like twenty week ultrasound. It looks really similar. <laughs> but he saved him. I mean, have you seen The NeverEnding Story? Like, do you have thoughts on it? The problem is I saw it when I was a child, and I'm pretty sure I don't remember most of it, probably because I suppressed it, to be honest. You should watch it now. You'll be like, oh my god, I remember that. Yeah. Well, and like, it's kind of goes in hand with, like, I'm a big, big, big Jim Henson fan. I love the Muppets. I love the... Uh, muppeting that they did for star wars and um the dark crystal and labyrinth and like to the point that i do own those movies and i keep wanting to show them to my kids but i'm like i recognize the dark crystal is probably not a good one but that's another one i watched probably way too young um and then like i think they can handle labyrinth i think that one's going to be okay your kids Um, are older though kids uh five and six yeah I mean, do we want to talk about Fern Gully for a minute? Because that was also a classic in my childhood. Oh, yeah. 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 It's probably why, why? I'm a bleeding heart liberal. You know? Between between Fern Gully and Captain story Planet. About <laughs> the environment. But boy was Batty weird. And there's a lot of stigma around mental health in that. But like there's a lot of cliches and stereotypes about mental health in there. Like the whole the bat is named Batty. <laughs> The Batty Bat guys. Frankly, didn't. I mean, what really got me, what really disturbed me as a child and gave me nightmares forever, and I have not watched since, and I will not. Is E.T. E.T. I, makes me cry. I oh loved E.T. I can do an E.T. impression, and when I went to Universal Studios at the age of seven, which why was I watching E.T. before seven? That was my favorite ride. That's all I wanted to go on. I was a weird kid. Also, Disney World, all I wanted to do is go to the Ghostbusters car. So who knows what I was watching when I was a kid? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Princess is cool, but Ghostbusters, dude. I should have seen the inner lesbian from like day two. (laughs) Where I sit. (laughs) That's amazing. But like, um, it's just as interesting though of like how it was so acceptable for children's stories and things to be so much darker. Like if you think like grim fairy tales and stuff, like there's terrifying and awful in a lot of ways. And then like these movies from the seventies and eighties, like there's just a lot of dark themes in them and they're for children. Well, I mean, even like uh, Lion we don't King. Really do that. Lion mm-hmm. King is terrible. The brother murders the brother so he can have the power. Like, I mean, that's mid nineties. Kids stories are still kind of terrible. I want Oh, and even la- even later than that, earlier than that, later than that, like when I was growing up, the two my two favorite cartoons of all time are probably two of the darkest and weirdest cartoons of those times, and that's Invader Zim mm-hmm. and Courage the Cowardly Dog. And they are oh, both. Oh, you were a horror baby from day one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Actually, I just I found Gur recently as I'm packing, and so like. 
and both of those shows, they were gross and they were dark at times, especially Courage. Like as much as I loved Courage, there was at least one episode that I, I can't remember exactly which one it is, but I remember seeing like the title screen for it and turning it off. Because as much as I loved Courage, I knew I couldn't make it through that being a baby. I was just like, mm -mm, no thanks, not watching that again. I still sing the Doom challenge. song to my clients. <laughs> I feel like there's like a Doom cloud over you, like Doom, 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 Doom. And most of them do not get it, but mm -mm. that's fine. I know what I'm talking about. But I want, I want to challenge that, like, modern movies do this too, just in a more refined way. Like, take that any, any Pixar film any of them and change it to humans and that shit turns dark fast finding nemo hey we're gonna move into this really nice new neighborhood with this house and then this big scary bad guy comes and murders literally all of the kids and mom and it's just dad and the kid that that now has special needs because he got injured and and has had an amputation pretty much and then he he runs away and then his dad has to go across the world to fight like that is dark Holy cow, they're just fish. It's true. It's true. That is pretty yeah, dark. Abstraction is pretty important. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have Pixar in the 80s, and so we had Never Ending Story. No. Yeah. yeah. And the Dark, dark crystal, crystal, and like, yeah. you know, The Last Unicorn and stuff. The Last Unicorn, I will say, is like one of my favorite movies, but there's definitely some like... Scary. It's scary. Like... Mm-hmm just questionable stuff in general like when did labyrinth come out and was labyrinth a children's movie i don't movie? think it was meant to be a children's movie but i don't yeah. i don't think so either but it, it kind did. of ended up yeah. being that because yeah. of the puppets because yeah. of the jim henson puppets and then next thing you know you're just kind of like all right well yeah. that's questionable why is david bowie's character i mean yeah <laughs> great movie yeah creepy so young woman yeah it's yeah or yeah. teenager well I mean, it, it, i can geek out for hours about jim like i have uh, yeah like the biography of jim henson and like reading through it and like he hated the fact that sesame street took off so much because he actually wanted to do more adult themes um with the muppets because he he felt like the creativity that you could do um with puppeteering would allow for more interesting interesting storytelling and he didn't want it to be something that was just for kids uh, muppet christmas carol is like one of my favorite movies yeah same yeah same <laughs> same i love Fraggle Rock. yes too. oh it was so Santa good Carefully. so good i know that. that's on my workout playlist <laughs> yeah really? cute <laughs> that's amazing i love you, I love you too. <laughs> but it, it is so interesting though like when this topic came up last night during clinical role like the idea that so many of us were able to one we all had seen uh return to oz and remembered it in a very like powerful way of these different themes because i think honestly i've only ever seen return to oz once but like i remember the opening where dorothy's sitting there in the again spoiler warning for a show that came out in the 90s i think um sitting and getting ready to get ect yeah and she's like a child because oh. you know you know, yeah. Return to Oz, I mentioned this on Clinical Role, but I will mention it again. It was one of those movies that I would catch late at night and just see pieces of it. And for a long time, I didn't know it was an actual movie. You didn't have the internet and you couldn't Google like weird witch who changes heads movie and like figure out what it was. Um, and then I watched it again in adulthood and I was like, oh no, that is just as weird as I remembered it being. Mm -hmm. That is a weird non-kids movie. Yeah. I'm feeling like I led a sheltered life as a child because I, it's another okay. one I haven't Kelly, seen. Kelly, next time we do brain noodles, you need to have at least seen one of them. Yeah. I'm not into creepy puppets, no puppets. though. Like, I just... There's not I'm, creepy... There's no puppets in Return to Oz. It, Return to Oz is interesting because it's very low budget in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, some of the main bad guys are people on stilts and the, at the end of the stilts are roller skates and they're just in these interesting costumes. Um, but it just definitely leans into letting your imagination take over. Um, I think that was probably like the scary, creepy part of Return to Oz is that it did a very good job of, instead of trying to wow you with visual effects, like give you enough that your own imagination could take over. Um, so almost like you're reading a book and in it's a way. so unique. Really cool. I'm going to say there's no other movie quite like Return to Oz. 
the wheelers too i i went into a wikipedia hole you know how that happens and the actors who played the wheelers like apparently had all kinds of problems because it was a very uncomfortable position to be like rolling around and you couldn't really move so they would like get in position basically and be like like pushed by like the people also it was like a whole story about how they got all the shots just the more you that's really cool neat Well, the, the other one that a lot of us had seen is uh, there was a made-for-TV through the looking glass that heavily featured the Jabberwocky. And, like, uh, Adam Davis was talking about how he was watching it and, like, just as the Jabberwocky appeared, his mom pulled him off to go do bath time. And so he never got to see the conclusion of the scene. To, and so, like, anytime the lighting in his house is similar to that, he goes, it's Jabberwocky time. we got to turn the lights on. <laughs> And that is a that okay, Kelly. <laughs> you say Jab, you say Jabberwocky, and I think of like America's Next Best Dance no. Crew. You know, the, the, the winners of season one. So it's the big. Monster, I'm sorry, my childhood right? wasn't as fun. Uh, that's the one I have not seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I'm not going to go so far as to say it's good, but it, it was yeah. interesting. I mean, you, you can pass on that one. You need yeah. to watch the other. I, I will say for all of this, though, I want to recommend two websites that are not sponsoring us or anything like that. But like, uh, there's one called Just Watch, and you can search any TV show or movie, and it will show you what platforms it's streaming on or how much it is to buy or rent. Um, and then another one that's awesome if you have <clears throat> trigger warnings or things you'd want to avoid in movies called the, it's DoesTheDogDie.com. It used to just be for pets and showing like, is the, the little pupper going to die in this movie? But now it's got like are there scenes in a hospital? Is it showing injection? Is it showing kidnapping? Is it showing abuse? Um, and so I think that's really nice because it breaks it all down for you. So is there, it does it include alcohol use? Yes. Alcohol use and drug use is on there. It's like over, I was just looking, cause I was going to show my kids the rescuers down under and I was like, I hmm, did that movie age. Well, is that a good one? But it's got probably not. Yeah. Most of them animal, didn't. Like animal abuse is in there, dog fighting. Are there bugs? Uh, th- these are not things that are in this movie, by the way. Are there bugs? Does a horse die? Are there spiders? Does the cat die? Are there snakes? Does someone use drugs? Um, does someone abuse alcohol? Is there addiction? Is someone buried alive? Is there eye mutilation? Oh. Is there shaving cutting? Does someone <laughs> wow. have a seizure? Are there are teeth damaged? Sick. Oh, teeth. I don't like <laughs> is that. there an amputation? Wow. Teeth damaged. Does someone break a bone? Uh, finger or toe muta- uh, mutilation? Is someone tortured? Uh, does a head get squished? Is someone kidnapped? Does a kid die? Does a parent die? Does someone cheat? Is someone possessed? Is, are there clowns? Uh, can you look up Game of Important Thrones one. and see if they're all checked? <laughs> oh God, let's <laughs> Pretty see. Pretty much. There's, There's no clowns squishing. in Game of Thrones. I was going to say yes. it's going to be everything yeah. except for clowns. Is there not like a court jester at some point? Maybe not. There is a fool. Sir Dantas is named fool by uh, yes the by Joffrey Baratheon, but he is not in fact a fool. He's All right, just a so drunk. I, I think this could be a fun thing of like just going through does the dog die and finding the things that are no's in this. So this is All for right, Game of Thrones. How many no's no's there are? Okay, uh, no right. cat dies in Game really? of Thrones. Oh, there is a pet hmm. cat. That's... The king has. Sir yeah. Hiss. Um, His name is There Sir are no Hiss. clowns. Oh, no, clowns. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Sir, Sir Pounce. Pounce. My, yeah. my, my mistake. Sir Pounce. My bad. Uh, it says there are no jump scares. Mm, says yeah. no to someone being stalked, but that's. Yeah, maybe not by the, like, the conventional yeah. definition. Yeah. Arya definitely stalks many, many people. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, nobody no, like, has cancer in Game no of what? Thrones. That we cancer. know. Cancer. Yeah. No, no cancer. Okay. Uh, no electrotherapy True. is used. Um, or are, nor, or needles yeah, okay, or syringes. Okay, but there's not a line like, did they have mm. to walk through the town naked while a nun followed them with a bell? I don't think that's a category. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Uh, no eating disorders. Hmm. Uh, no autism specific abuse. No shaky cam. <laughs> oh. They had a higher budget. Oh, that's fair. And they're... That's uh, no strobe effects. <laughs> and let's see. Anything, everything, everything else is yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Actually, there are 
some really interesting ones down towards the bottom. Does the black guy die first? That's a no for Game but, of Thrones. Yep. Um, is there anti-Semitism? Are there N-words? There are homophobic slurs. There yes. are fat jokes. Mm, yes. There's a lot of categories. Is Santa... A- is Santa spoiled? That's a That's category. Awesome. No. It's an important <laughs> category. Yeah. You know what we should look up? Hmm. We should look up the never ending okay, story. Okay, let's do that. Oh, let's okay. let's see it. Let's do this. Okay. Santa's not spoiled in the never ending story. Yep. But okay, never ending story is from 1984. Uh, never no ending story. <laughs> <laughs> So do we want to hear the yeses or the noes? I feel like there'll be less yeses. Yeah, yes, do the yeses. All right. Does an animal die? Yes. Are there bugs? Yes. Does a horse die? Yes. Are there spiders? Yes. Are there snakes? Yes. Uh, shaving or cutting? Yes. Does a parent die? Yes. <laughs> Needles or syringes? Yes. Falcor. It's got the big needle. don't remember that. Yeah, Falcor. That, that scene did oh, kind of yeah. creep me out. yeah. And then we've got, uh, does someone drown? Yes. And that's it. Kelly's face out of context. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's a good site. I think this is a good way to kind of figure out what conversations you might need to have with your kiddo before or after seeing a movie. Mm -hmm. Or if you are just wanting to see something and you're like, I just want to see a movie that is good. And then like it has that out of nowhere, like traumatic hospital scene where everybody's sick um you can kind of know that that, that's not a piece of it (laughs) yeah we've been you know slowly making our way through the disney collection because i'm a huge disney nerd um and so i I grew up on disney and my son is almost four so you know he's able to sit through and watch things um but it, it does surprise me the stuff that i'm like oh like we were watching hercules and i had forgotten the sexism in Hercules perpetrated by Phil and it's really uncomfortable we watched Toy Story 2 just the other night and there's lots of like that same you know move over I want to sit next to the hot Barbie and I'm like mm. I just kind of look at my husband and he's like mm, I didn't do it wasn't me I'm like I know I know but mm-hmm. like even something wholesome like that is is tough things and those aren't even the ones that Disney put the disclaimer on is basically this has not aged well like we haven't yeah. watched Peter Pan and I don't know if we will Yeah, and actually, that's a good question. Any movies that you've watched in the past that you're not sure you will share with the next generation that you're either currently raising or potentially could be raising or looking after and babysitting? No E.T. ever. Just no. <laughs> not not under my house. Not under my room. No. Mm-mm. My daughter's already seen E.T. That trauma I feel like your parents... Me. Showed you E.T. and then we're like, nah, we got to put the rest of these away. Like all of the ones that we've been reviewing yeah. today, they're like, Mm-mm, Kelly can't. Yep. <laughs> it was horrifying. <laughs> I mean, I show them, but I definitely take issue with them. Like I watched, what is it, like Goofy's Adventure or something? It was some kind of movie like that on Disney. And the first three minutes, it's like, he has a girl and he wants to impress her and he like lies to her and he lies to his dad and I'm like what is this movie like I'm like Zoe don't ever behave that way you talk about the yeah. goofy movie yeah that's what yeah mm-hmm. but I feel oh, like you know good... what another one was Jumanji mm. oh, oh. Yeah, I tried showing that to my kids that did not go over well the new version I'd better. wait for mm-hmm. that's for definitely kids, one I'd wait for yeah yeah it's all about balance all... I think but it'd be about age. Yeah, because there's definitely stuff that Grant could watch when he was younger that was scary. And it just didn't process in his brain. And now that he's actually older, it's actually scarier because he is able to process more. Like he understands good guys versus bad guys um, and starting to get that kind of ethical framework. So that's more challenging. Um, but yeah, it, like it, it, it depends so much on like, the age of the kiddo and what they're comfortable with and what you're comfortable with. The other night, he and my husband were playing um, Sonic Colors, Sonic Generation, one of those two, and Sonic called Knuckles Knucklehead. And so my little one is running around, Mommy, you're a knucklehead. I'm like, Grant, it's not nice to say that. But Sonic said it to Knuckles. Yes, and it wasn't nice. Like, 
even stuff like that. It's, it's amazing how early we are totally fine with violence being in children's media. Like the cat in the hat has a gun. So you the cat pop- in the hat is a big offender though. If you watch the cat in the hat, holy cow, that movie is, he's, he is very suggestive. He is mm-hmm. very like, ugh. yeah, there's a lot of like, really kind of cringy stuff. Maybe Cringy Cat in the Hat is something I cat. won't show my kids. Cat I would not. comes it's, back. Or... It's like Peppa Pig, only worse. You know, like <laughs> she's got that. I don't, I'm not a Peppa Pig fan. Sorry, everybody. Because uh, she's so like obstinate. And it's, okay, let's not teach the kids to be obstinate and have an attitude and then you get your way. Because you're cute and silly and you're a pig. It's like, no. I agree with that 100%. Not that I'm saying kids need to be taught to like comply, but certainly respect and like communication are Peppa's key. the worst. Will, yeah, Peppa's bad. <laughs> Will endorse Magic Cat in the School Hat Bus. Cat is like live Peppa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic yes. School Bus is great. Cat in the Hat knows a lot about that. Very, very good. Um, Green Eggs and Ham is actually hysterical. Like, as the adult, I'm happy to sit down and watch it because there's so much that just goes over the kiddos' heads. But it's a cartoon for kiddos. Um, yeah, that's, that's what's hot around here right now. Four-year-olds are so hot. <laughs> Our magic school bus especially it's a good one how about for you Amelia are there any that uh you can think of that you grew up with that you're kind of like so this is my issue I actually have a terrible memory when it comes to movies and tv shows unless it's something I've watched multiple times so I'm sitting here and it's like as you all are sharing ones like for instance Jumanji like now that I'm thinking about it yeah probably not probably one I'd sit on for a while before I'd show uh kids but um yeah, I can't necessarily think of anything. I think I grew up in this weird time period where they like push the boundaries with certain things, more specifically TV shows. For instance, I mentioned Courage and Invader Zim, um, but then they were also kind of transitioning to more lighthearted stuff at the same time. So I kind of grew up in this weird in-between area where they were really pushing their limits, but then at the same time, that's what I grew up with. So that feels kind of normal to me. So I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to reflect slash watch some of my old stuff and see what weird stuff comes up with it yeah that's interesting anyway are you interested from hearing from our viewers of like the shows and movies that they watched as a kid and what their thoughts are of them as an adult looking back on it we will take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about what our brains noodling on um hi this is the voice of clamshell guy from clinical role it's a podcast that features a bunch of psychologists and therapeutic game masters who play Dungeons and Dragons. So, you know, tune in every other Monday on the Geeks Like Us channel on Twitch. And, um, stay tuned to some YouTube uh, old episodes. <laughs> tune in to find out where my new base seasoning catch on. Uh, let the adventure continue. Thank you. And we're back. This is the segment of the show where we get to talk about the different lovely things that are, have been noodling around in our head. Uh, who would like to go first? We'll just do an open floor for this. Well, I can jump in, which I'm sure is a shock. Um, so ma- so many noodles. So many noodles going on right now. Um, but the one that I think is, uh, we'll go with that one, is I am teaching in the fall. So I'll be teaching at American University again, teaching my grad students, first year um, undergrads in game design, and I'll be teaching games history and society, which is an awesome course that I did last year. Um, But unlike last year, it's going to be online. (laughs) So trying to figure out like how to make an online class work um, because it doesn't work the same as it does in person. It's a lot harder to have discussion. There's also like, a lot of issues related to like availability and you know if I have they're grad students so it's likely they probably have jobs and they probably have kids and you know if you're stuck at home with your kid it might be difficult to attend the class if it's mandatory so you know should I pre-record stuff and then I really hated using blackboard I hated that discussion board so much it sucked I, at the end I basically just got everybody credit and said forget it I don't want to do this so yay um but yeah, like trying to figure out how do I make this not terrible? Because I don't think I've ever had a positive experience doing an online course. And not that the course was bad, but it just like, I don't care. I'm not there. And if I can like watch through the video at two and a half times speed or like just skim the questions and then just put in some bolt, like 
I don't want that to be their experience. I want it to be a really good experience. Um, and so just like how I have all these tools at my disposal. How can I, how can I use them? Maybe we need a discord. Maybe I'll stream it on Twitch. Maybe I'll, I don't know. So I'm really racking my brain trying to figure out how to make an online course that feels as good as like an in-person, not the same, but just, it feels as, as satisfying. It's a good endeavor. If you figure it out, then you got to make a course on that since it, I got an article today that apparently a new swine flu has started. Saw that. Lovely. Yeah. So super. <laughs> Aren't there only supposed to be seven plagues, right? Only seven. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't, don't I, I, mean, I don't, I don't know the Bible at all. So I don't know, but I know there's a limited number of plagues and it's kind of <laughs> unlimited number right now. <laughs> I, you know, the best like locusts and famine. It's mm -hmm. not, COVID thing. So you mean like killer hornets and SES yeah. disparity and there there literally is a plague of locusts. I know. Going on in, I know. And, and the dust, dust storm. Dust but, the dust cloud, yep. Okay, so pivoting. <laughs> and masks <laughs> instead of the blood on the pivoting door. To something more lighthearted. Dr. Sarah and I <laughs> were talking over the break about Boyfriend Dungeon, which is a new game from Kit Fox Games. So that's what I'm going to talk about for yes. my noodle. Um, I met Victoria Tran, who's the community manager of Kit Fox Games at PAX East when faces were still close to each other and masks were not mandatory. Um, and it's a lovely little game. She had a demo. Uh, Sarah and I both went to the booth and very much enjoyed it. And we were like, when's the game coming out? And I just Googled it. And it, the release date says, when the weapons are beautiful enough. So wait in suspense. Soon. But yes, Boyfriend Dungeon. Check it out. <laughs> Soon. It's on Steam. Do you hunt? No, your boyfriend? your boyfriend is your weapon. Oh, no, they're your weapon. And it's not just nope. boys. There's gender neutral, there's gender queer. There's also female. There's also animal. Yep. So there's lots of choices. And I'm jazzed yeah, about it. It's going to be awesome. Excellent. I've been noodling on how to, um, so I am in Minnesota as stated earlier, and I am nearby Lake Minnetonka, and it is a very large lake, and I have access to it right now, but problem is, my dogs want to go swimming always, and uh, my dog, Atlas, wants to go swimming anytime he witnesses a body of water, to the point he will pull and, ah, like, scream, like, he vocalizes, he almost howls, but he's a border collie, so he doesn't howl, so he, like, yells, at the water, like, let me go, man. And then he gets ear infections. So I've been trying to figure out, like, I've already had to take him to the vet since I've gotten to town, and it's been a week. So oh I've been noodling on dog stuffs. I found these, like, no-pull freedom harnesses, and they are the best. And they're two-point attached, and they're, they, it's like magic. Fury's yeah. already almost 50 pounds, so walking the two of them when Atlas is 70 is like, I'm, I am a dog sled not a human anymore. So I've been noodling on dog stuffs and getting them eardrops for drying after swimming and mint shampoo so they don't get bug bites because here he's covered and it's just a lot of coordinating. Ugh. Kids, man. Dogs are good. Kids. Kids. I've been noodling about moving. Um, actually at the time that the next Brain Noodles episode is supposed to be recorded, I'm going to be in Tacoma driving around looking at apartments. Um, Yay. so I'm super excited, but you know, with the way the world is right now, I need to get on a plane. Um, and some of the places I'm looking at may or may not let me actually see them. So I might just be looking outside. Um, and it's going to be like 48 hours. I'm like landing halfway through the day on Monday. I'm looking at places all of Tuesday. I get back on a plane in the middle of the day on Wednesday. And then I come home to pack and get ready and to, to actually make the big move out there. So it's, it's all about like prep. You know, this is kind of like my dry run of really looking at stuff and getting ready and managing all of that stuff. You know, I've been in a home that we've owned for a few years, so it's like renting again. And what what things do I need? You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think my noodles have been on uh, just self care and time 
Like it is, I was mentioning this to a colleague of mine that like my, I don't do new year's resolutions, but I knew like coming into 2020, I needed some self-care time. And, uh, so I wanted to take it a little bit easy in 2020 and then COVID happened. And like, I haven't been able to take it easy. And even though in theory, like you can't leave the home, can't do much, but like, I still have to earn a living and doing that and managing stuff for geeks like us and my own practice. And so like, just still time has marched on and I haven't gotten to do the rest that I want. And so trying to figure out like, what's the best way forward with that? um, Just how does self-care look? Well, and listeners, we want to hear from you what you've been noodling on. So if you want to send us recordings uh, to through the Geeks Like Us Twitter uh, to let us know the different noodles that are happening in your brain and they might get featured on an upcoming episode. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. Brain Noodles is a production of Geeks Like Us. Your hosts for this podcast are doctors Megan Connell, Kelly Dunlap, Rachel Cowart, and Sarah Sawyer. Music for this podcast is The Life of Riley by Kevin McLeod. Audio edited, mixed, and mashed by Amelia Herbst. Follow Geeks Like Us on Twitter at G33KS like us. That's at G33KSLIKEUS. Until next time, keep noodling.